Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the White Vans, except I'm not as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the episode. It feels really good to be back. Um, The season kicked off last week. For those of you who don't know, we did New Year, New May, hashtag New Year, New May. Um, where I talked about some new anime that's getting ready to come out. I can't wait for that. The one that I did miss before I get into this episode was Solo Leveling. I saw the trailer um, and I meant to talk about it, but I didn't really do a whole bunch of kind of looking into it before I started um, before I started um, that episode. So I kind of didn't have an opportunity to add that. But Solo Leveling looks like it's going to be pretty good and I can't wait to talk about that one. But like I said, we talked about a couple of different um, anime that's coming back and um, like I said, it was just or coming out or coming back. So I'm really excited about a lot of that. Excited for like this new season, this new like um, wave of like anime that's coming in because I'm finding some real gems, which I plan on doing an episode um, about like some of my stuff that's in the vault, some of the stuff that's on my watch list that I haven't watched just yet once I kind of get some time throughout this season. So can't wait for that. Um, But like I said, back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Normally this episode, uh, like I said before, this episode would have aired back in November. It was the November Tournament of Power. For those of you who didn't get that, don't worry, I got you. Um, Just some time, some scheduling conflicts between my brother and I. It didn't necessarily work. Um, So... It is what it is. Can't get, I couldn't give it to you in November, but I can't give it to you right now. So today's episode is actually going to be the start of the November Tournament of Power. My brother, uh, unfortunately, is just, you know, a busy guy, I guess. Um, I'm giving him a hard time, but I guess he's got stuff going on. So I was like, dude, I can't wait anymore. This was supposed to come out in November. I want to go ahead and start talking about it. So I decided to go ahead and do this episode, I guess, the the uh, tournament of power myself so today we're going to start in the first round the category for this one if you aren't familiar with this and this is your first time to the show first of all welcome but if you have if you're if you've been around the show and you've gone through a couple of these tournaments um the first one was uh protagonist versus antagonist uh it's an eight round it starts off with eight rounds we narrow it down every week um so we'll put two characters against each other. Then that character will go into. So we have the elite eight. We'll go into the final four and then we'll go to the final. Um, so my first one was protagonist versus antagonist. Um, and then last one, we had the senior citizens um, home, which was like all these older characters that were fighters, like some pretty badass fighters. Um, and so we broke those down. So this one is actually going to be some swordsmen. So we're trying to find the top swordsmen in the land. So I'll introduce the contestants once we get a little bit further into the episode. But like I said, um, I want to make sure that, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to change up a couple of different things here um, and let you guys know kind of what's going on to see if it's something that you're interested in. If not, hey, I got some more content. If you are, then let's go ahead and start transitioning into the show. Um, 
But before I get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you for listening, sharing and liking the show and subscribing. Without you all, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, If you want to interact with the show, myself, um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk and the number one and two. Um, There you'll find any updates about new episodes that are coming up um, or giveaways or anything like that. Same standard giveaway. If you want a sticker, reach out to me and I will ship you one. Um, as far as upcoming episodes, like I said, for the next three weeks, you've got the November turn or you've got the November tournament of power in January. It's like Christmas in July. Um, but, uh, you'll have the next three will be the tournament of power. And then after that, um, we got, we're sliding right into black history month. I got some collaborations set up for that. Um, and then of course we got like Valentine's day coming up around the corner. I got some really cool content for you guys. So make sure that you follow me on those social media handles. So that way you can be kept abreast on, um, on what's going on on the show. Uh, so like I said, it's just me, my lovely voice and I, um, as we sit here and kind of navigate through the tournament of power. So, um, shout out to the homie Alejandro. Cause there may be spoilers ahead. You have been warned again. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. I'm taking a little sip tonight. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of relaxing. It's a Sunday night. My Bengals, um, personal life my Bengals um clinched the playoffs already which we already knew we were going to do that first of all who day um but we also beat the ravens today so i'm just gonna i'm drinking a little celebratory drink and as we get ready for the playoffs next week so um can't wait for that all right so let's go ahead and jump straight into the episode then so the way again that this that this tournament of power is going to be is i have four characters on the left i have four characters on the right we're going to knock out this first round Um, i'm going to talk about the top left bottom left top right bottom right and then we'll move on into and then i'll kind of recap and talk about who ended up making it into the uh, final four so without further ado i think i got all the housekeeping out let's go ahead and jump straight into this episode so the first uh contestants on the left-hand side are the left upper left-hand corner. We have Yami from Black Clover and we have Zoro. Uh, Zoro. Why did I say Zoro? Zoro from One Piece. So those are the first two characters. In the bottom left-hand corner, we've got Kimpachi Zaraki. You got to say the whole name because it just rolls off the tongue. And we have Guts down in the bottom in, from a Berserk in the bottom left-hand corner. In the upper right-hand corner, we have Afro Samurai, and we have Hiei. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, we have Rengoku and Mugen. Um, Rengoku from Demon Slayer, Mugen from Samurai Champlo. And like I said, I think I said Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho, but Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. And everybody knows who Af- where Afro Samurai is from. Afro-, Afro Samurai is from. It's Afro Samurai. So... Uh, like I said, upper left, we got Yami versus Zoro. Bottom left, we got Kenpachi versus Guts. Upper right, we got Afro Samurai versus Hiei. And then bottom right, we have Rengoku versus Mugen. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this now that the stage is set. For this one, I know I've done in the past, like they're going to do, a, they're going to fight in a specific area that may kind of give them an advantage um, or like different uh, terrain, whether it be like a marshland or a city or uh a desert or something like that. I'm not doing that at this point. Picture this: we're doing another sales game type, um, type uh, stadium. So we're talking 
a stadium outside if you get knocked off you end up uh winning or yeah if you get knocked off the other person ends up winning simple you know what i'm saying or you can fight to the death you know single ko however you want to do it at this point but we're talking an actual stadium style so let's go ahead and jump into this episode so first of all like i said we've got yami coming in so let's start off with yami and kind of give you a little bit of description of this contestant and uh so with yami he has a lot of aliases the destruction god the titan he's the black bulls captain um He's got a lot of different names, the foreigner, the wizard king's right hand man. Um, He's got a lot of those titles. But the cool thing about Yami, he's coming in and uh, let me see. I thought I had his height. Give me one second. So um, we know that he's obviously pretty big, pretty strong. Um, He's the captain of the Black Bulls. And what we're going to talk about when we're breaking down some of these characters is their powers and abilities um, and in how they actually match up in this fight. So he's got uh, dark magic, which is an extremely rare form of magic attribute. Yami can generate, manipulate the element of darkness. Um, He primarily uses this channeling it into his katana um he can absorb light into darkness and all that good stuff uh he's a master swordsman he's got enhanced strength which we already know that master swordsman meaning that he's one of like the greatest swordsmen in his uh specific universe enhanced strength meaning that he naturally i mean it's kind of self-explanatory he's super strong super uh he has a lot of physical strength um I don't know why I'm stuttering right now or why I'm having a hard time with that. Um, He's got enhanced reflexes. So he uses key. um, So he kind of does almost like a, not necessarily um, ultra instinct, but um, he kind of uses in this show that have this thing called a a mono zone. um, And he can kind of use that to kind of feel and kind of sense his area around him. So he's got enhanced reflexes for that. Immense durability. He is super strong and extremely durable fighter. Um, He has been through a lot of fights that you would be like, man, a normal person will probably die. Even other um, protagonists will probably die after fighting this person. But he somehow prevails um he's got enhanced speed extremely fast um he's got immense magic power again the majority of his stuff comes from uh his magic or magic in this universe um again he's got key and he's got his monozone which i've already kind of alluded to so the big thing when it comes to him is not only is he super strong, not only does he have all of these abilities, um, like I said, he uses, he's channeling everything into his katana. He's fought some really strong characters. Um, he is extremely muscular. He has a lot of different moves. Um, some of those moves are, I don't know, they're almost like, I wouldn't say world ending, but I mean, dude has had some really strong techniques um that he's kind of gone through or that he learns and that he knows um and so just based off of that like i said just with all the stuff that we just talked about as far as like how big he is um he's kind of got like a i wouldn't say dumb but he's kind of got like a just a muscle head kind of personality he's got dark magic he's a master swordsman and all that good stuff let's go ahead and go through zoro and step him into this before we kind of break down this fight so with zoro um zoro we know that he is the 
crew combatant or the swordsman. He's he's the the pirate um, and bounty hunter. He used to be a bounty hunter, um, but he is all that and more on uh, Luffy, aka the Straw Hats crew. Um, we know that he's got a huge bounty, um, absolutely ridiculous bounty. We also know that with him, he's got a lot of different abilities and powers as well. So let's jump straight into those. So um, he has devoted his life basically to becoming the strongest swordsman. That was one of the reasons why he wanted to join up with Luffy, because he knew that Luffy needed a, a swordsman on his crew. And he thought that if Luffy was going to be the Pirate King, it, it was only right that he would be the the, the Pirate King's sword, I guess you could say. Um he lost to Dracul uh, Mihawk, which is kind of like his nemesis in the whole show. Um, we know about that. We know that he has a very unique, um, he has a lot of like unique abilities, but he's super duper strong. I've talked about this before um, on another episode of the podcast from the last season. But he's super duper strong. He's always lifting weights and working out. Um, has a horrible sense of direction, though. Um, he picked up. He's he's capable of picking up an entire collapsed building um, in the in the Arabasta um, uh, saga or arc that they had in the show itself. Um, he's got a no sword style. He's got a one sword style. He's got a two sword style. And like I said before, he has a very unorthodox method because he actually has a. a um, a three sword style he's got a nine sword style he's got foxfire style he's got hockey um we know that he's got cursed swords which is what his pri his power primarily comes from uh, well not the power doesn't necessarily come from it the swords themselves have additional strength in it but he's naturally strong because he has to be able to wield those swords um so with a one style and two style it makes sense Zoro is one of those characters to me that, like I said, he's interesting because he also uses a three style, a three sword style, which he actually has two swords in his hand. and He has a third sword in his mouth, um, which I thought was very interesting because you rarely see anything like that. Um, his nine sword styles when he does uh, an Ashura. Um, which is the most extreme uh, application of Zoro's spirit projection abilities. Um so essentially, he has he creates kind of like these projections of himself that creates this Ashura effect, um, which gives him basically three arms um, or six arms, I guess you could say three arms on each side and allows him to have nine swords. So dude's pretty strong, super strong. Like I said, we know that he's got endurance. We've we know that he has enhanced strength and he has enhanced swordsmanship and he's like the greatest swordsman of. Well, actually, I I wouldn't even say he's the greatest because technically, like I said, Dracula is kind of stronger than him in this universe, but he's still pretty strong. Um, he's got really good uh, speed and ability. Um, speed and agility that's what I meant speed and agility he's got durability and endurance again super strong super durable he takes some really big hits that you wouldn't think that anyone would still be standing after um, yeah uh, there was um, I'm sitting here looking at this right now there's a there's a quote that came through it said he took hits from that giant and he's still standing i don't know who's more undead you or the zombie um so yeah this was when they were fighting wars so yeah super duper strong um it's just he's 
absolutely amazing um a great again swordsmanship he's got like i said the one style the one sword style two sword style three sword style nine sword style foxfire all these different forms that he can actually use as well as the no sword style um he has uh hockey which in this universe there are very few people um who can actually use all three types of hockey so he's got hockey to where he can infuse his swords with his hockey um he's also he can he can kind of like make it into a hardening um which allows him to actually gain not only gain strength but he can actually uh fight against a logia user which i talked about a lot of the different abilities um for this show in um, a previous episode but logia are usually ones that can't be hurt um but he can actually touch those um using some of his hockey and um he can also use like this uh he can he can use like a detection hockey to where he can kind of like again similar to Yami where he creates a, a mana zone where he can where if you get too close he can actually sense you he can do the exact same thing um he has two swords he had some old katanas back in the day um some that were that he had to give back and some that were cursed swords that were like traditional or like super famous swords that he had to get back but like i said he's got three swords right now um again super super duper strong um so and these two, again, it's going to come down to a battle of brawn. Um, they're both super strong. Is it going to come down to a battle of brains? Because neither one of them, this is why this matchup was kind of interesting, because neither one of them have a whole bunch of that. Um, like I said, Zoro is constantly, Zoro is constantly getting lost. He's not the the sharpest tool in the shed. And uh, Yami is, uh, Yami's smart when it comes to combat. Um, but uh, I guess, I mean, he's got to be super pretty smart i mean he's he's he knows what's going on he's smarter than zoro i would say but when it comes down to sheer ability and fighting style um i just don't know if yami would be able to ultimately stand up to zoro just because like i said that three sword style and just some of the abilities that zoro is able to do with these cursed swords i think that he would end up winning this one um like i said you're talking three swords you're talking um different techniques hockey you're talking um you're talking the fact that especially if if any of the crew his crewmates life was on the line dude completely buffs up which i mean that happens both ways right because if something happened to the black bulls i'm sure yami would get even stronger um but i just don't see they're very similarly matched, but I just don't see Yami being able to pull this one out. I think it'd be close, but ultimately, I think that Zoro would win. So I have Zoro moving from this round into the next round. So I've got Zoro winning between Yami and Zoro. Um, next, we're going to go straight into Kenpachi versus guts so um again as, as i'm talking through these if you don't agree with a certain with a with one of my choices that's perfectly fine reach out to me on one of my on those social media handles at anime talk 12 and we can talk about it um i want to get your opinions so let's go ahead and jump straight into the next one so we've got kim pachi's rocky you know again you got to say the whole thing just because it rolls off the tongue but we've got kim pachi's rocky coming up so with kim pachi again 
another pretty huge dude. Um, he's almost six, six, seven and a half, like in 198 pounds. I feel like he's a little bit on the light side. He needs to get some meals and he needs to go to the, to the soul society, um, cafeteria, but he's coming, he's coming at us from, um, from the show bleach. So, his powers and abilities. He's a specialized combatant. Um, he didn't actually go to the academy. He actually taught himself how to fight and actually became just a absolute beast out in the streets, literally, um, because he was from a very poor district um, and he ended up fighting um, all the time. He was constantly looking for a good fight. So that's how he actually came uh, became stronger. He's a master swordsman. Again, due to his upbringing um, and the fact that he had to kind of teach himself to fight if he wanted to survive. Uh, he's an expert uh, hand to hand combatant. Which, again, makes sense because, I mean, he does use his blade all the time, but at the same time, he's still very dangerous when he's barehanded. Um, dude's super duper strong. Um, and he's got a measurable spirit power, which in this universe, the way that this is set up is this is more... Um, when it comes to your spirit powers, more of your spiritual pressure, it's more of an internal, like, uh, like your soul, the strength of your spirit. So for him, he's super strong because he believes in himself. Others believe in him and he loves to fight the more damage that you actually, and it's crazy because with him, you'd have to be like somewhat crazy in the first place, somewhat crazy strong in the first place for him to even want to fight you. And the simple fact that like, you'd have to, pretty much overwhelm his spiritual power with your spiritual power in order to even cut him we've seen that it's been evident in a couple of different episodes so you definitely got to come come with it if you're going to do that um he's so strong that he had to trap a lot of his power behind an eye patch um in order for it to to not kind of like destroy anything because he really can't control his spiritual pressure especially once he gets really excited um highly perceptive combatant again super smart when he's in fights he's learning he's observing he looks like he's kind of a madman just out of control but he's he knows exactly what he's got going on again immense strength um how, I mean, how many times can you say that? Um, he can use the Shunpo, which is kind of like a flash step, which is kind of like a quick step that you can't really see. Um, he's a practitioner of it. I don't think that he necessarily, I don't think he necessarily is like great at it. I mean, he's fast, like don't get it twisted because he's got immense speed, but he's a practitioner of it. Um, he's still kind of, I guess he can, he can, I can, he can probably use some, some more work on that. Um, again, immense endurance, immense durability. We've kind of already alluded to those. He's fought a couple of, uh, of people again that you'd be like, Oh my goodness, how in the world did you take, um, how did you take that hit and continue on? So his sword, so he actually does have a sword. I'm not, kind of going to go into it i kind of can't go into it just because if you haven't watched the new thousand year blood war which i suggest that you watch because season two comes back out in june or july if you haven't watched it already i suggest that you go watch it um but he does have a zanpakuto or his sword in the show um and it's actually the american name for it is weather beaten um but it looks like an absolutely crazy sword it's all like jagged and everything like that from just where he's been pouring his spiritual pressure into if you remember we talked about this a little bit earlier and without going without spoiling too much of the show 
um, what happens is if you have a Zangpato in the show, you have a Shikai, which is your release form, and then you have a Bankai, which is actually like your final form for your sword. It has two forms, and most captains and vice captains, as well as a couple third seats and different people, can achieve Bankai. It's a very uh, strong, uh, I guess you could say it's a, it's a very tough process to kind of get to. So he does have a sword, which is the English name again is weather beaten. Um, and he does have a Shikai and a Bankai form for this. So he has all that, but like I said, I'm not going to go into too much of detail about it because it just kind of talked about it in thousand year blood war, but, um, he's so strong again to his immense strength. He's so strong that he, his short, his sword is jagged one because he uses it to fight all the time, but two, because of the fact that his spiritual pressure is pouring into the sword and it's actually breaking it on the inside and kind of messing it up. Um, so I'm not going to go, like I said, too much into his Shikai, but he does have a, a Shikai, so an, un, an unleashed form, his second form, and a Bankai, um, which makes him, again, that much stronger. So, yeah, he does have that. So let's go ahead and we'll move over to Guts. So we got Guts from Berserk which if you haven't watched this show, I suggest, I highly suggest that you watch it. The thing about this show is I've talked about this before as well. It, man, it will make you cry and it will just devastate you. Sometimes it's so dark. I just so dark. So very dark. Um, but yeah, so with, um, guts, um, ever since he was six, he has wielded oversized swords, very similar to Kampachi in this sense. Um, he, he is huge. Like he's a, he's a big body, bigger bodied guy. Um, he's been fighting pretty much all this time. He's got peak human conditioning. That's the difference here is that he is, he's got superhuman conditioning. He's got peak human conditioning. So he's, um, super strong, obviously on both sides, super duper strong. Um, he's got, uh, a crazy amount of willpower just because i mean he's he understands that like he's got to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight over and over and over again in the show he's lost an arm um so he's got to have kind of that willpower to continue to fight on he doesn't he's not scared about death very similar to Kampachi. I want to fight the strongest person and if that means i got to go through you to get to that person i have no problem doing that um he's got um he's got a lot of other things that he kind of does. Like I said, he's got this, he's got a huge sword that he uses. Um, like I said, super strong. He's got speed. Um, he's just guts. I mean, I don't know really how to, how else to really describe that. Um, like I said, he's really strong. He doesn't really care about the conditioning. He doesn't really care about who you are. Um, unfortunately like in this one like i think that they're very similar but the way that i'm kind of looking at it when i was kind of thinking about this episode or when i was kind of thinking about this fight i actually have to take like kimpachi i love guts i think that he's super strong and like i said he's got this unreal superhuman conditioning and all this other stuff but i just don't think that he can touch his his dedication and his fighting style and everything like that i'm not really thinking that he can pull this fight off man so i definitely have to go with uh I definitely have to go with uh, with Kimpachi Siraki on this fight. So um, that means that, like I said, I've got I've got Kimpachi moving on from this one, and I've got uh, 
who did I say on the other one? I've got uh, Zoro moving on from uh, from his round. So in the first round, up until this point, I've got we had Yami versus Zoro. I got Zoro moving on. We had Kenpachi versus Guts, and I have Kenpachi moving on. So we'll be right back with, after this commercial break to not start knocking out the second side of this on the right. Be right back. All right, and we are back. Thanks for sticking around. So, like I said, we're talking November Tournament of Power in January. We already uh, we already talked about who made it out of that first round. In the upper left, we had Yami versus Zoro. I got Zoro moving on, and we've got Kimpachi versus Guts, and I've got Kimpachi moving on. So let's slide over to the right side of this bracket and continue on with our uh, with our fight, shall we? We've got Afro Samurai from Afro Samurai and Hiei versus uh, from Yu Yu Hakusho. So we've got uh, let's start off with Afro Samurai. First of all, with Afro, I was really I was kind of like, mm, who do I really want to put him against to make sure it was a fair fight? But Afro is is pretty strong. I mean, like I said, he's excuse me, a pretty strong guy. Learn from his dad. He's got uh, a lot of different fights that he's done. Um, he's been fighting since he was a child. Very similar to now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of these fighters, as I'm kind of looking through the description, have been fighting since they were kids. Like they live in some really rough areas, apparently, or they just really want to be strong from from like a very young age. We're talking six to nine or something like that. Like very young. Um, so let's go ahead and jump straight in to some of his abilities. So again, he's a master swordsman, similar to everybody else. He's a highly skilled swordsman, able to deflect crossbow bolts and shatter bullets. Um, if you haven't seen this show or this anime, like the movie, like please do yourself a favor and sit down and watch it. I own both movies, I want to say, and I think I got them on DVD. Um, so yeah, definitely watch this. Uh, super strong he's been taught by his sword master um and he is constantly trying to make himself stronger um, anytime that he fights somebody else uh enhanced durability again i feel like this is a, this is going to be a common thing between pretty much everybody on this list is enhanced strength enhanced durability master swordsman stuff like that but like i said enhanced durability he takes a lot of damages and punches um from his father in the resurrection movie um and ends up like just fighting people that you would again like at one point he fought a dude that had a rocket launcher or like a grenade launcher like this was it was absolutely crazy um he took a couple uh, some damage from that too but um enhanced strength um which again we know that because he's walking around constantly the the premise of the show being and the reason why I have to kind of go into this one is because you'll understand how strong he is. If you haven't watched Afro Samurai, basically what it's about is there are two headbands in the whole world. Um, and the key is, is that most people, especially in this war-torn like world, everybody wants to be the number one headband. Well, the thing about it is, is nobody, nobody except the number two headband can challenge number one. But once you have the number two, everybody can try to kill you to take your headband. So that's what afro is trying to go through so he's got to fight all these people just to find the number two headband so he can get that to challenge the number one so that's the word that you live in so when you're thinking about enhanced durability enhanced strength master swordsman you have to be one of all three of those and more in order for you to be able to um to keep up in this world and actually survive so <clears throat> uh hand-to-hand -hand combatant again um He's he normally fights with his sword, but I mean, if he's facing a couple of people who are weaker than him, 
He's pretty good. He's pretty strong against them. Enhanced speed and ability and agility. I already talked about this, but I mean, you were fighting someone that had a whole RPG rocket and he was running around, outrunning bullets and all this other stuff. Um, and he's using, he has a sword. Um, he's only got one sword that he got from his father when his father ended up passing away. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much Afro Samurai. So let's go ahead and jump straight into Hiei. So Hiei is actually one of our smallest fighters. I did an episode on this and it's crazy because he's 5'10 or at 4'10. I did an episode on this about height, but, uh, or about, you know, mini me's when it comes to stuff like this. But, um, with Hiei, like I said, we know that he's, uh, that he's on the little bit on the smaller side, but very similar, um, to very similar to Afro. He's, he's a master swordsman. Um, now the difference is he's got an elemental resistance. Um, so he is both resistant to heat and extreme heat and severe cold. Um, so he's got that going for him, which is a unique thing that we haven't necessarily talked about from a lot of these other combatants. He's got enhanced strength. Um, he's in, he's incredibly strong, um, especially for his figure. Um, he's able to lift like a large a giant pillar and things like that. And in the show, if you actually remember watching it, which I do because I absolutely love this show. Um, and one of the fights that he was having that he was in in the dark tournament, um, he was actually fighting Bui and he caught Bui's axe like mid swing um, or mid throw and actually stopped it in his hand. So yeah, dude's uh, dude's pretty strong. He's got super speed, um, almost like a hyper speed. You talk about Shunpo or like the Flash Chef from Bleach, and he's right on that level. Um, he's one of the fastest characters in the whole universe. So there is that. Um, he's got an after image. So when you're thinking about that, you're thinking, again, um, he's so fast and so um, he has so much extreme speed that he can produce an after image of himself to, in order to confuse his opponents. Um He's got enhanced durability. We've already talked about that. He takes a lot of punches and a lot of damage. Um, when he was getting his Jagan eye, he ended up having to go through a surgery that he wasn't sleep for. So he did a whole surgery where they put a third eye in the middle of his head. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty strong. Um, he's got the Jagan, uh, which is a surgically implanted third eye. Um, thanks to a surgeon that ended up putting it into him. Um, the Jagan actually gives him um, it actually kind of gives him a little bit of uh, of an ability to kind of, I don't know, kind of like take advantage of like a flame element um, with him, with his eye. So that's pretty cool. He's got a whole, 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 whole um, uh, form that he can actually turn into where all these eyes open up around him. I think it's called Jiganshi. Chiganshi, um, allowing which allows him to paralyze his foes uh, with the binding curse. So there's that. Of course, he's got the binding curse. It almost looks like little, um, like little hula hoops that go around your body. So he's got that. Um, he's got the Dragon of the Darkness Flame, which we talk, which I absolutely love. I've talked about this show, uh, this show so many times, and his ability so many times. But the Dark Dragon of the Darkness Flame, the Dragon of uh, Absorption. Dude is just strong. Like, let's just let's just end it there. He is absolutely strong. Now, here's the thing, right? So fighting between these two. So um, you've got Afro versus Hie. I mean, obviously, Afro's probably got the height. Afro's probably got 
that because I can't imagine like this dude can will fire. Now the difference is is with he a he is not he's not like he's not very calm in battle. So if Afro can kind of get under his skin, but Afro doesn't really get under people's skin. Um, and he's not really the aggressor for the most part. He kind of sits back and wait. Um, so sits back and waits. So I'm imagining he would probably have to be on, he'd probably be the aggressor. He'd probably step up first and actually want to start fighting. Um, and as that happens, Afro is probably going to try to capitalize on a weakness if he can find one. If he had used Dragon of the Darkness Flame and it missed, then he would have that would be a problem because that's one of his strongest techniques. Afro could potentially stop it slash move away from it. But I don't think so. The Dragon of the Darkness Flame, the Mortal Flame, the Flamethrower, all this other stuff, like that's that's some stuff that you can't deal with, especially as like a regular human. I mean, he's got some superhuman abilities, but you're a regular human. I'm sorry. Hiei takes this one. So we've got Hiei versus Afro. I've got Hiei moving on. I want Afro to win, but I just can't imagine him being able to him being able to to take down um, Hiei. Just way too strong, in my opinion. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the last one. So the last one is one of probably one of my favorite ones um, out of this whole competition is you've got Mugen from Samurai Champlo and versus uh, Rengoku from Demon Slayer. So with um, with Mugen, um, he's got. Uh, Kendo, he's got his Champlo Kendo, which is his own fighting style. It's a very unique fighting style that combines a lot of different uh, martial arts and break dancing, which is really cool because it's probably one of my favorite uh, fighting styles in a lot of different anime. Um, it reminds me of like Eddie Gordo, but with like um, with a sword as well. So, so it's really really cool there. It's kind of like Eddie Gordo meets like Afro Samurai, but in Mugen. There you go. Um, he's got key manipulation um, where he gained the ability to fire waves of key through his sword. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, he's got a double edged sword. Um, that's a customized sword for him. Um, he has the his sandals that he that he has uh that have like metallic soles that he uses for defense so like if you're swinging a sword at him or something he'll catch it with his uh with his, with his sandals um and he's got a short sword that he also keeps concealed and only uses as a last resort resort um so he's got attack proficiency um he's got supersonic speed so again he's uh he's he has been shown to speed to dodge bullets from a revolver um he's got durability um he's got uh intelligence they're saying below average um so i mean he's below average in academics but above average in combat so that'd be a really good um that's a really good thing that you really care about i don't think you really care about academics when it comes to fighting so we'll focus on his above average in combat and he's got high stamina very very high stamina so let's see who he's going against so we have rengoku and rengoku um is pretty tall too he's like 5'10". I thought that was pretty interesting. He's pretty tall. He's got some height on him. So, um, he's got he's got uh extra sensor extra sensory um perception. So again, he's 
hone his senses to be able to sense um and feel the presence um of and demon auras he's got immense speed and reflexes um again this is something that a lot of these characters have uh he's got immense stamina and endurance um again we've talked about this a lot he's fought a lot of people that um you would thought that he would have that would have killed him um taking gunshots and explosions and everything like that so dude is a pretty durable there he's got immense strength um he spent many years perfecting his uh physical prowess absolutely strong um again he's got indomitable will so he is super strong he wants to do he has an undaunted spirit and willpower um again to the point where if somebody that he knows somebody that he loves is in danger it only makes him that much stronger keen intellect super strong again um and super smart in battle so he's got a nice um battle i guess you could say iq um and then he's got total concentration breathing which um basically allows him to plug minor wounds and hemorrhaging um he used this when he was helping tanjiro um in the mugen train so um in this one kind of the backstory behind this one as well this show that kind of helps with this is um in this show if you haven't watched it already again i suggest that you watch it but in this show and in this anime it's specifically set up to make sure that these um i i feel like i'm saying it wrong but i've been saying it wrong i guess for this whole time but the hiroshima or Hirosh- it's not hiroshima i know it's not but hiroshima um he basically um once you become one of those you have to there's so many demons and things like that there's certain criteria that you have to meet he was able to become one of these he was a fairly young man when he became one um he's got a dedication that's out of this world to justice um there was a rumor somewhere that i heard i feel like that somebody told me that he was also deaf which i thought was kind of interesting because i feel like he heard unless he did have a very intense look about him so maybe he was always reading people's lips and as far as the deaf thing he always yells so that would kind of go hand in hand as to why he was always yelling maybe i'm not sure um that was just like i said it was a room i feel like i heard that somewhere so i'm not sure how true that is but um again he's uh yeah the dude he, he's badass um so in this fight again we have mugen versus rengoku in this fight i've got rengoku moving along um and the biggest reason why in this situation is just because i mean the total the total concentration breathing to help with healing minor injuries is kind of going to be it's kind of a cheat code because he's human but he's not you know what i mean like he's human but in the simple fact that you can if you take a couple of blows and stuff like that and you can also heal others around you if something was to happen and mugen was able to catch a couple of kicks or something like that you can't do nothing about fire we haven't even got into any of his techniques his actual breathing techniques um his flame breathing or anything like that or fire breathing fire breathing um but yeah, we haven't even got into any of that. And if you were just talking about just their just their swordsmanship, then Mugen would be able to keep up a little bit. But like I said, I mean, I just don't see him keeping up with Rengoku at all. Like, not at all. So I would have to move Rengoku along to the next round as well. So that means... Um, to recap where we are right now that means that we've got yami versus zoro zoro moves on we've got kenpachi zaraki versus guts we've got kenpachi moving on we've got afro samurai 
Afro Samurai versus Hiei. We've got Hiei moving along, and we've got Rengoku versus Mugen. We've got Rengoku moving along. So the next, so that means that um, yeah, that means that the next episode we're gonna have some really cool fights because we're gonna have Zoro versus Kenpachi Zaraki. We're gonna have Hiei versus Rengoku. Reach out to me on all social media platforms and let me know what you guys think about that episode be, or what, who you think is going to win or who you think should win. And let me know why, because I'm very curious. Um, but yeah, so like I said, guys, that is the episode. I'm not going to keep you any longer than what I have to um, and what you want to be kept. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we talked about, like I said, this is the November turning of power in January. We talked about a couple of uh swordsman because we're trying to find out who's the number one swordsman in the land um so we talked about swordsman we talked about um we talked about our final or the elite eight we narrowed it down to the final four so we know who's moving forward um i'll let you guys know if you want any stickers or anything like that reach out to your boy on my social media platforms on instagram and twitter i'm more active on twitter but on instagram and twitter you can reach me at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the number one and two um and let me know what you guys think about if you like or dislike the episode or like or dislike the uh my choices let me know why let me know who you think should win as we continue on in the final four now you know who's all in the bracket let me know who you think should win the whole thing and why like i'm curious because i love interacting with you the fans um like i said i think that's the episode guys i appreciate you all again for all the likes the listens and all that good stuff the the subscribe the subscriptions and the follows uh make sure that you share the content with your friends if you want to I'd appreciate it. Um, that helps, uh, helps me, helps you. So, um, like I said, that's the episode guys continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be, um, continue to be the light in a world full of darkness and, uh, yeah, just continue to be you, you know what I mean? Continue to be you. But anyway, this is Matt St. Jack with anime talk. We will see you next week for the final four. Peace. (laughs) 